I'm Nicole Tamron. I'm a watercolor artist and introvert who ironically loves to talk shop. One thing I know is that no matter where we are in our creative journeys, we all have something to teach as well as room to learn because there's no one singular path when it comes to doing art. And hearing the stories of others are truly what allow us to get out there and tell our own. Join me as I reconnect with industry friends for real talk about art, business, and all the life that happens in between. So today I get to talk with my dear friend, Rebecca Flott. And if you have seen screen paintings, guess what? She invented them. It's wild. Rebecca is a heartlet entrepreneur and artist, and I'm so happy we have time to get together and reconnect. So happy to see you. Oh my I gosh. know. I I'm love so you. Excited. I feel like I know you. We were friends for so many years that we grew up together, but that didn't happen. But it, that's how I am. Like our relationship is like that. So I think so too. And actually, this is kind of funny because I was thinking about that when because you and I met on Clubhouse, and mm-hmm. really, I like, I don't even remember. Like, it's not that it wasn't like, oh, it was nice in person to meet in Clubhouse. But one of the things that was so amazing is you sent me this little note afterwards. And I just, I think this of you in terms of like how you put yourself out there in general. But that little note was like, I looked at your profile and then I just deep dived. Like, I think I went like full into Rebecca Flatland and- (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, is I just, I felt like that just so quickly about you and like how genuinely you put yourself Mm. out, just out, like, cause you know, that's a hard thing for a lot of people in terms of media for commute. I mean, it's hard for me. And I, I felt that same thing. I'm like, I just, I just felt like I knew you. And then ironically, one of the really funny things about this is Mm -hmm. you didn't know me. And I was like, this is a weird thing, but I think I just love you. And would you do this passion project podcast thing? I've got this idea for, Mm. and this was like over, I mean, God, was it over a year ago, a year and a half Mm -hmm. ago? It's been a while. Whatever. And like, again, total stranger. You're like, (laughs) yes. And in fact, these are all the things that I do and keep it easy. And like, you just gave me all this advice out of nowhere, which is kind of, the whole point here is that meeting That's people exciting. on similar journeys and just like having that heart and soul connection, mm-hmm. like out of the gate mm-hmm. and just saying, you're my person and I'm here mm-hmm. to help you. And I yeah. think that's just so, and by the way, after knowing you for longer now, mm-hmm. that's you in a nutshell, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind. Like seeking out the people that you need and maybe not seeking them out, me maybe being led to them. I don't really know. Like, I just think there's this crazy, beautiful path that happens as Mm. a creative business owner. And you just find yourself in these little pockets of magic Mm -hmm. along Mm -hmm. the way. And I think it's just being open to those. And that's, that's just, it's just why I've said this to you many times. I don't know where you came from. No idea, but now you're here. Now you're here. I don't know where you came from. It worked out. It all worked out. And to be honest with you, I think you are pretty magic. You carry a magic. You really are. Not just like I'm a big fan of everything that you do, 
but when you were leading that group of artists and you were so good and like organizing and how you express yourself you were so out there that I knew that there's more to come you know and I think this is the beginning of beautiful things that is still going to happen in your life well I hope so you know what it really is is it's the excuse it's the like it's the excuse to be on the calendar where I get to have a little time to connect with you and I think that that's genuinely at the heart of this is that you don't take the time to do it unless you're Mm -hmm. able to do it. And I think that's one of the things that came up with an artist I spoke to yesterday. And this is, this is a big thing for me. And you know, this Mm -hmm. is a big step, but I'm Mm -hmm. going to start. And I'm acting like this is a big deal. It's not, I'm hiring my first freelancer, but you know, like for me, that's huge. That's huge. So I'm, it's difficult not yeah. because of anything to do with them. Right. It's taking some losing control, losing a little bit of control. That, but also taking the time to slow down. Yeah. And and the bigger thing here for me is understanding that, like, you know, the reaction, right? Mm-hmm. I, in the time it took me to put together what I was sending, I probably could have gotten through most of that, but that's not Mm. the point, right? And I look at this so much in terms of my licensing portfolio, because you know, Mm. I I understand that world. However, that whole world was built on investment of time to then monetize later. Like there's no value from a perspective of business or finance that comes from growing something like it's so it is just completely and I know you know this because you're a bootstrapper and you know you kind of have always made do and you just like we're so Mm self-reliant and to be able to grow past yourself is a really (laughs) difficult thing Mm -hmm. in general like in just terms of mechanics but also emotionally it's very difficult and so, yeah, this, this whole idea that I'm going to go down this path and who knows, it's probably going to be disaster again, not because of this person, but because everything is a new challenge mm, yeah. from how to send a file to how yeah. I make my files. And I just found myself making this little guidebook. And I thought, you know what, this is the thing though. If I can make this key turn with one person, it is very possible. I could make this key turn with another person because yeah it's not them. It's like training myself how to. It's a muscle. It's a muscle that you have to exercise. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually really what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about today, because what you will love about my podcast, because you know, you know me. So it's, it's technically Mm -hmm. the anti-podcast because we're not selling anything. (laughs) Apparently we don't have an intro. We just dive in. (laughs) That's great. This is what it is, right? It's like, we're just we're spitting aside the time today to connect about our businesses and life. Mm -hmm. But because I'm throwing you into this little environment here, but it's Mm -hmm. also very much like why you're an expert in this. So your Mm -hmm. story starting off, can you give me a little mini intro, how you went from those first steps of 
creating your own art and putting mm-hmm. it out there and you do involve other people and you do that mm-hmm. through social media you also do that through partnerships and you do that with your partner which by the way that's a special type of magic right there <laughs> you don't know i fire him but that's okay i did fire him okay i well, still i still love him and we're married that's but- I funny I, to me, but also let, I understand. Let's not say I fire him. I just release him to you his dreams. You released him to I really, his own things. <laughs> I release him to his dream. But we, he still helps us out, you know, help help me out and whatever you can. I know the moment. Let's okay. let, let me put it this way. I do know the moment that I said, man, oh man why should I not try this? Okay. So I was working as a teacher. I was teaching art classes for a paint seep company. And my manager came and she said, oh my gosh, I just made $15,000 on Etsy. Wait a minute, when was this? This this was when Etsy was starting to get going? No, this was about when I was starting with that company, 2011. So this is around 2012. So listen to this. So 2012, she said, I just made $15,000 this year on Etsy. And I was like, whoa, $15,000, a side job is amazing. But I told her, I said, I try Etsy for two years. I never sold anything. It just is not for me. I said, I can't sell for some reason. No one wants to buy it for me. And then I went home and then clicked on my mind what I just said. And I was like, you know what? I think I am sabotaging myself here, right? I am, I, and I was sabotaging myself. And how many of us do that? And I was like, I think I am sabotaging myself. I am going to try to open an Etsy shop to reopen. And I'm going to see if I can study at this time. Instead of putting one product and leaving alone, like it's, it's there, out there somewhere, I'm going to master and study this like I went to university. So every day I'm going to put time into read books, go on YouTube, listen, and I'm going to figure it out how to do this. And if I can just make $15,000, then I will feel like I accomplished something for myself. So when I went back to Etsy, I started to pursuing that and trying to figure it out. And everybody on YouTube was saying the same thing, like, oh, you should have just a unique product. Oh, you should think about something that is just you. Oh, and I was like, I don't have that. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. I don't have anything. I don't know what to paint. Um, I don't know what to do. Who wants what? So at that time, that time, the company that I was working for, they were cutting the frame out of the canvas and throwing in the trash. So there was like this bunch of wood frames that was going in the trash. And one of my coworkers, she said, Rebecca, why don't you get this and put something in there? So back in that time, I remember walking at Habitat for Humanity, looking for something that I can paint on because canvas was pricey for me. And I was like, okay, um, let me look for any kind of recycled material. And then I found screens and it was $2. And I was like, oh man, I'm just going to take the screens home because it's $2. That way I get to do something. So painted the screen. And then my coworker said, hey, did you ever thought about putting your own screen in that in those woods? Because they have about 300 frames that you can take home and recycle. 
And I was like, that is a great idea. You know what? I'm going to do that. So went home, tried to paint the screen. It was a disaster, absolute disaster. It looks awful. On Google, there was nobody doing what I wanted to do. There was no technique for me to learn from. And I remember the day that I literally said, forget about this. Just, I closed my eyes and I said, I'm going to do my own thing. So I started to develop the screen thing and I put it on Etsy because I was throwing spaghetti in the wall. That's what everybody was telling me. Put it spaghetti in the wall and see what, what's going to come out of that. So I ended up putting the screens and I can't believe when I hear the noise selling my first tea. And I was like, oh my gosh. I can't believe somebody bought something for me for $25. I am so, I thought that my life had just changed at that moment. I just couldn't believe that they bought a, a $2 screen that I, I had to pay on Habitat for Humanity. They bought it for $25. And I thought to myself, this is it. I am going to try to build my shop. So I remember at that time, I really didn't have resources or even money to, because on the YouTube videos, they used to say, uh, put a professional photography, make sure that you look good, that you look presentable and all this. And I didn't have that. And I remember calling one of my friends, she's a great photographer. And, I, and she ended up becoming my photographer like seven years. And I said, Simone, this is Rebecca. I want to start an Etsy shop and they're telling me that I need good pictures. I don't know how to do good pictures. Would you help me in exchange for artwork? I'll give you artwork. You give me good pictures. And she literally came with all her tools and lights. And she said, I'm so excited to be part of your story. Absolutely. I'll take your picture. And that's how I populate my Etsy shop. And then that first year, I made it a go. I wrote it in a, I wrote it on a vision board that my dream was to make $2,500 a month. If I can just make that money, I will feel so very rich and my life will be so transformed. And then I remember when I started making like $300 and then Christmas, I made $600 and I was weeping and crying because that was a big change for me and my family. And I was so energetic and I was like, let's make, let's do it. Let's me develop, let me develop more things. And I start putting more energy towards that. That's when they, somebody told me, Amazon is open, Amazon handmade. You should take a look. That's when I said, okay, I'm going to apply for Amazon handmade. And then I got in. And then two weeks after I applied to Amazon handmade, they said, we want to feature you. Can we come over to your house? So they came from Seattle to make a video about my story, which I didn't even know I had a story at that time, uh, a video about my story. And then uh, to talk about the screens, they just thought that the screens are so unique. And I'm thinking, really? Right? So I was like, really? Are you, are you for real? So at that moment, momentum things to start to happen towards me in my shop. Even though I was at Etsy, the handmade on Amazon was able to promote and formulate my story. And I was starting to learn a little bit more about marketing myself and putting myself out there. I think, to be honest with you, if I look back, I made it on Etsy about 
$120,000 a year. Now, wait a minute. Was Etsy, was, was Etsy rolling when you did the Amazon handmade yet? Or were you like, like, so Etsy, Etsy was, was, I was selling. starting to like really pick up. Yes. So you had yes. met the vision board yeah. thing and blew it away. And then Amazon handmade was coming in. So can I ask you yeah. between, because again, you, you, you started Etsy didn't work out and then two years yeah. later revisited it I'm going to give this a go again how long did it take for you to start to see the traction I mean the first sale obviously that's exciting and that gets uh-huh. you moving but then on those first months when you're like I want to make $2,500 but I'm making two or three and then maybe six uh-huh. how how long was it until you felt like oh my gosh, no, my vision board thing, I've hit that number and it's continuing to go. So I would say about a year. It was a, a year. year. So a good mm-hmm. year. Yeah. It was a good year for me to be like studying and, and I will work every day on Etsy hours. I was, I wanted to win. I, I wanted like to you learn. almost have to get, like, I've been accused of being obsessed and I don't want to say it's an obsession. It's just, it's like Mastering. you, yeah, like you just figure out. And I think it's, I think for creatives, or at least I felt like this, we do so much bumping around with our creativity. And so I think that when you finally see the, that little like spark Light. of, yes, yeah, spark. like you are like, oh no, no, this really is it. And maybe that spark, like you kind of, you kind of knew when you tried it the first time, but it wasn't working. And then you see it again and it's like, comes back to you and you think, well, wait a minute that's coming up for a reason again and then yeah when you have a real clear like defined place that you can Mm -hmm. see yourself going Mm -hmm. I I think it's like it's not the obsession it's the fact that you have so much passion that hasn't really Mm -hmm. had a direction to go yet and so when you do it I feel like there's just such this instinct to just run headlong and I know for me when I don't exactly know where I'm going I tend to not move as quickly. And so I am more cautious with decision-making and all Mm -hmm. of these different things, just because you Mm -hmm. don't have that like clarity of vision. And so you want, and that's the thing, like you are not going to know the whole entire book form of what's going to happen. And I did not know, but for some reason, I just felt brave enough to try. And I was so shocking that people were buying I was so shocking yeah I sold one screen on Etsy for $750 and I was I was shocked I was like someone thinks and invested in this and thought was so valuable how can I doubt in my own self how if somebody is willing to do can I work on myself for a bit here and say wait a second Right. I feel like we're, we're we're our own worst like judge of everything, that's and true. with that, with, with all art, and I think that's so funny because I even had a friend just just yesterday, and this you know this person, and they are darn good. Like it's not even a question, and it was like, oh, I need this thing. I only had this old stuff, and then she like she show. I'm like, are you? Right. No, worst judge. This is why you have to put it out there because what Mm -hmm. we think of our work, and I think that that's one of the really interesting arcs as a, as a, of any sort of creative is your next piece is always better than the Mm -hmm. last one. 
And yeah. so if you're you trying old work, of course it's not as good, but that doesn't mean that someone coming across it is even going to know the difference. I mean, let's just be frank. No, yeah, and it, and the thing is, people says there's a quote that says you need to be willing to do very bad work to one yeah. day have a good work, right? But so even the need- bad work's not even bad. It's just worse than what you're doing today. And Thank sometimes you. not, but right. So that's like for you, you're, I love that you're like, well, can I do some self-work here and say yeah. like, everyone <laughs> else think it's fine. What am I doing? That's, yeah. And the thing is when you hear people saying, oh, you should definitely do that. You should be a great uh, podcaster, Nicole. Oh, Nicole, you're so talented. Oh my gosh. You should really stop and say, wait a second. I should really pay attention to the, what they're saying. About it's hard it. though, isn't it though? I feel like sometimes because we get in our own way so, so much. Mm-hmm. And I know, again, multi-passionate creatives with lots of things that inspire us. <laughs> that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a challenge. And also yes. like you have that entrepreneur gene in you. So it's like, there's a lot of little sparks all around every day. You probably don't go. It's a muscle. It's a muscle. It's a muscle. Even the entrepreneurship, it's yeah. a muscle. Um, I lead the company right now, right? I have a, a studio that I lead and I have about nine artists that works for me part-time. And it's a muscle that you exercise. And I had to exercise this muscle because the studio is in Colorado and I live in Florida and I have to go and and just do all everything through zoom but in the beginning it was like full of fear and now this muscle has been already i i i moved this muscle around that i was like it will be fine i know they'll be okay they know how to pour paint they'll be all right so i think everything is just for you to confront that that is a muscle that you can get through it and grow with that and I think also with all of that, and I, I don't mean to like hop back, except for you, mm-hmm. you said something again and again and again, which was that like you were, you, cause I believe this very much, you were doing research and that research at a certain point stops applying to you. Yeah. And so you just have to, like you said, close your eyes and yeah. just do it the way you're going to do it. Throw it, throw yeah. it. They say, yeah forget it. If that thing that I want to do does not exist, maybe I'm going to be a brand new thing, baby. And that's exactly (laughs) what happened. That was actually the breakthrough for my career, which is the craziest thing. Rebecca, you pick up some screen, you put some paint on and people are going to want to know more about that. That was the one thing that was the breakthrough for me. Yeah. What I, what I was thinking is the journey that took me, like it was discipline it was a tremendous mindset it was even when I had to license that because I went through that license thing with this there was literally this trust of everything that I build now here we go you all can use y'all know everything so even that trust to just be able to give away everything that we think we it belongs to us but it was never supposed to be for us. One of the things that I know for sure, and this is for you, Nicole, and for every creator that is listening to, we, and at the end, we win. And let me tell you why. Because we are the carriers of the the mind, right? So we create the duplicators. They will always duplicate. But the people that create that, that, you know, 
release the podcast and release the show and bring this and bring that. We create, right? So we should never be concerned about the duplicators or the people that are coming and trying because we always have the create step forward. Well, and there is a bit of uniqueness. And then, you know what? And honestly, I am struggling with that with, with this little, and I, I am, I'm calling it the passion project because mm-hmm. it doesn't really relate to anything I do with my business, right? It doesn't, except for it's Everything. the fuel. <laughs> yeah, it's the fuel to keep all of that stuff going. Yeah. But you know what my immediate reaction is, is like, mm-hmm. I'm the duplicator right now. In a weird, in a in so many of the ways I'm the duplicator. So it is hard to feel like you're, Cause you know, I mean, we both are that creative soul. So it's like, well, I obviously we all have that unique part that we need to put out there. And it's so hard to push past when you are like, for some odd reason, it was easier for me to push past when I didn't see what was out there. And specific for me, that was like the licensing market. I just did not see anything mm. like mine until I got to the right place. Then it was very, I don't know, I guess it was more comforting because you're like oh no all of this work will exist it just wasn't in the place I was looking yeah. so at least I wasn't totally out in left field but then there's that other thing which is like oh wait there's all this other work that looks like this and now I have to forge my unique path through it and yeah. I think that that's such a weird it's such an odd combination in my brain because while we do make things that are uniquely our own there mm-hmm. are other things like I mean there's no original anything right like there's mm-hmm. no original anything However, when you come to it with your own unique vision and voice and, you know, style or approach, mm-hmm. that's your little cutting through what everyone's doing. But also what everyone's doing also means that there's probably maybe some interest. Who knows? And to be honest, to be honest with you, even if you, what you're doing, other people are doing, they are, they don't have your voice and the ability that you, that you have. You it's are like a painting fanta- Exactly. You are absolutely a pro. If you listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of radio shows. And you know, what's funny like is that. I don't, <laughs> you don't, I do. I'm a YouTube I'm, person. I'm a YouTube girl. Okay. So I do listen when I close my eyes and I, I listen to you, you are so much even better than a lot of podcasters that have three meetings. Well, I'm going to listen to you and keep going with it. There we go. That's what we do with this whole creative journey, right? That's right. Bump into people that we, and to be fair, like I said, you, you were already doing this and you just said, don't make it complicated. Yes. Don't make it complicated. Just do it. And I think that that's just such a life lesson. And one that's Mm. really interesting for me to be going through in, although a different form, but I mean, again, when you've been doing a business for a long time, I think it's such a humbling reminder of what the beginning looks like. And you really do relate so much. And you had said it's a muscle. So because I've had other humbling beginnings, I know that I've been able to work through them, but also it doesn't actually negate what I was doing in the moment when I didn't even know they were humble beginnings. Like it's just one of those things that I think is such a, it's such a throwback oddly is remembering this stage but at other points in my life and being like oh one I'm old enough to have these stages at other points in my life but it's yeah it is it's very um it's very interesting to revisit like the complete frustration the like complete Mm -hmm. wanting to put it down the struggle at every turn like you try to do something simple and again this idea of hiring this first-time person yep and then it's so 
it is laughable in the the impact of this having on me in terms of a mm. disruption and like mental gymnastics mm-hmm. for the amount that I'm doing it. Like somebody right. that owns a regular business, like a person that would hire someone to, who know who knows what sign someone in at the door. There's an immediate response to like, or, you know, we always talk about that ROI, which for licensing, I'm not sure there is one. So <laughs> you kind mm-hmm, of look mm-hmm. at that as it's the blind faith, like in a weird way, it's just like licensing. It is a blind faith investment yeah. of time that you think will come out the other end in a way that makes sense. And so like you had some very definite logistical things that when Mm -hmm. you were, because originally your studio, that, that started off as just you, correct? Or did you go into it with how? So the, so the studio, I work teaching to, uh, in the studio first for seven years. And after that, after the seven years, then I closed my license deal with the company. Wow. Okay. Then I opened my studio after it. Everything but happened. You had in some training wheels. I did. Okay. I did, okay. but didn't train me to be an owner, which no. is absolutely not because like you're going and teaching like la 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 hello, and then you having to deal with payroll and taxes mm. and buying it was it was a completely stretch for me. But I will say this, Etsy, Amazon, this business, everything has shaped me to really understand what goes behind the scene of just a pretty art. It's not just a pretty art. It's so much work behind it. So that really trains my mind to really look beyond. I would like to make art and sell that's beyond like that's not you can just look at one thing and just realize this is what it's like to to sell art so I think that if you want to be a full-time artist or make some kind of money with any kind of art you need to study business you need to study marketing you need to study communication you need to study uh public speaking you need to study you need to study so many things that is going to at the end of the day Count it out for the whole package that is you. You can just be like, I paint, but when you are talking, you look down. You can just say, I paint, but you don't know how to pay the bills. You don't know, you can say, I paint, but you don't know how to market yourself and go out there and say, look what I did. Did you like it? You like it? You like it? You know? <laughs> which I'm so, actually very bad at. So that, and that's the other thing too, is understanding which parts of the business. Because I think as you wear more and more hats, you'll also decide there's some of those hats that you really do well and naturally, maybe not easily at first, but they are things that fit for you and other things that don't, or sometimes it's not even about the personality part. It's just about logistics. And so you have to start to bring in other people because you're right. Running a small business. And one of the things that's really, I mean, it's amazing, but it's also very interesting about social media and the ways that we have to market ourselves and to get in Mm -hmm. front of the end buyer user is that basically every small business now needs the complete package as the big guys. And that's really difficult because as a small business owner, it's either you or limited help or, you know, I love that you started off with trading, you know, trading talent. I trade them for everything. I trade it for everything. More specifically though, it's like 
it's more than just trading talents. I mean, that's, I love that she said, I just want to be part of your story because yes. now she is. And that's very meaningful because yeah. as we are going through and we're crafting these stories of ours, it really, I mean, every single major component of my story has completely been by that, again, that like bumping mm-hmm. into that person or that magic yeah. spark that you have mm-hmm. with, and they are, they become part of your story. And sometimes they don't even know that they were yeah. a part of your story, but they yeah. really are such a key character in that. And there is a little bit of that, like heart magic stuff going on when you do that. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. because of that, because you have to have all of these different facets, mm-hmm. you know, you do have to kind of weigh out your energy level, your creativity yeah. level, and just hours to be able to move it all forward. And it's such a it's such an interesting dynamic that, I mean, to the point of all of this, you're own, you're going to find your own rhythm yes. with it. And it's, it's going to look very but, different. But listen, but even though you have to learn and do all those things, I never seen that has not been so um, easy at some point to be out there right yeah it's not easy to show up that's not what I'm saying but like I was talking I was interviewing somebody this week for my podcast and she said that she went to marketing school and she was a realtor and she was not marketing herself she was using Instagram just to show her pictures of her kids and she and one of the professors told her I said do you remember the billboards do you remember how much it costs to put in the billboards that's what you have available to you every day And that's when she clicks on her and she's like, okay, we have on our hands billboards that we can communicate something to, to a group of people, you know, and that's just like, what are you going to do with that? And it is very challenged sometimes because you're like, okay, I have to clean my house and do my dishes. I don't really have time to do my hair to show up. So how do I show up? All those details come into mind. But here's the thing. Even if you only shows the art that you're creating in a way that is original and authentic to you, that is a spark that can be a spark of joy. That can be a spark for, uh, for a seed, right? I love to talk about seeds because I learn a lot from nature. That can be a seed. That's something beautiful that can grow. And I think that if we planted enough seeds, some of them will die in the ground, but some of them can do become an oak tree. And we don't have control of what everything is going to happen, but we do have control of how many seeds we plant. And then there's me who just cowers from social media. And I do look to you for this because I'm working on it. I'm working Listen, on it. no, you are working. I see a tremendous, I see a tremendous progression. You are showing up. Right. But more than that, you are little, you are number one, you are a tremendous artist. I, I literally look for your stuff every grocery store that I go. I was like, did you see this? Did you, <laughs> hey, excuse me, sir. Sir, I know the person that paints this. Do you see this? I, her name is Nicole. Do you want to see her picture? <laughs> what do you know? I know, sir, come here, come here. Do you see this, this here? She, I know her. <laughs> so, so. It's like visiting I, your friends when you go out shopping. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I always, I like to, to look for things like that. So I think you have literally have been showing up in full capacity 
and you are literally exercising this muscle that you have a communication. I do believe that you are a tremendous communicator and your podcast is not only going to bring clarity to so, so many of this community, it's going to unite people, it's going to build friendships between artists, and it's going to lift up others that want to be, they wanted to be who you, who you are. And, and that's so interesting to say that there's people looking at you and say, I wish I can be just like you. Well, and right? this is the, that's the full circle moment because when I started and I've, I've mentioned it before, but there was a woman, Monica Lee, that used to do, a, it was a YouTube show called Smart Creative Women. And when we started that, I was working my day job at an office and I would just go and listen and it gave me that community and that like those conversations. And again, okay. I call it my passion project. However, it really is, that was my life force because I needed to hear the stories that were going on. And then over the years, because I'm just such that person, I've loved hearing people's stories because it still kept me going. I just happened mm -hmm. to be having those conversations in person or, you know, someone I'd meet and then you'd get on the phone or you do zoom and you, yeah. you go through all of that. And then you think, Hey, this is, at some point it's like this weird and paying it forward just sounds like so like over like whatever glorification of what's happening here but it was really genuine like i am feel very fortunate to have people like you in my life and other mm -hmm. people who have to genuinely keep me on those paths mm -hmm. and so that's isn't that the responsibility to then yeah like i don't know who's listening to this i think i think, no I idea, think but if have... someone's getting something out of it that's it's welcome. true that's amazing. That's what it is seeds. You're planting the seeds. And one thing I have to say, if I can take a moment, Nicole, to just dream a little bit with you. Okay. If we can just take a moment to dream. When I'm actually have a big dream in week this week. So yeah, let's take that moment. <laughs> Ooh, that's great. <laughs> so when you create an artwork, your gorgeous artwork, you dream about something that you you wanted to create and then you put pieces together and you start putting color together and at the end you're like here we go here's 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 for you right um i do believe that if we can take a moment to dream i believe that your show can become an absolutely national show for creators i believe that you can write books i believe that you can create everything that comes to your mind and like and like this and um and i think that you're going to actually be a leader in this field you are going to be absolutely a leader in this field and i am feeling very honored that i know you and, well i'm uh, gonna go i don't know about leader but i will tell you i am definitely totally up for the head cheerleader position because i do i always think i'm like I'm like the licensing cheerleader over here. I'm like, licensing's terrible, but it's also wonderful. Exactly. And, <laughs> and I needed to hear right? that. It's that connection piece of understanding the the pros and the cons. And I think, I, I again, I've been joking that this is the anti-podcast because I don't know what everyone else is doing. So I'm not a podcast exactly. listener, like I said. However, I do feel like I've we've gotten to the point where I feel very sold to all the time. And even yeah. when you talk about conversations, like one of the things I love about this is like, we don't have to air dirty laundry, but you can be real and not have to yeah. be an expert. And to say yeah. that, which really, you know, birthed out of those clubhouse conversations, it was oh, just that awesome. idea of just showing up and 
just saying where things were. And the thing that I always love and the people that I believe I am attracted to and are attracted to me are the people that can tell you the hard parts, but completely with a smile on their face and the energy and hope to keep pursuing. And I think- Because they survived that. (laughs) Yeah, survived or you're still in it, but you've exercised the muscle to know that you'll get through it. And so even those hard parts, when you get people together, it's, that's the point. The hard parts is what your community pulls you yeah. through. Cause yeah. if you forget that you're going to get through it, they know, and they can yeah. help remind you, but yeah, the, the error of just like, I'm an expert. So I need to tell you my story all the time. I just don't think that's like, I think mm. like we've heard it and yeah. I know, and it doesn't take oh, away the importance of it, but you know what, so good. that's what other people are out there doing. So all that's I so know good. is that I get these heart to hearts. I love the heart to hearts. Yeah. And I remember talking to a friend of mine who I, I will tell you is very successful in this industry mm-hmm. and being on the phone and her saying, everyone else is doing so well. And I don't know why I'm having a hard year and I was, oh, like, yeah. I was having a good year. And she just said, well, everybody. And I was like, who are you talking to? And she's like, I can just see it. And Mm-mm. I was like, yeah, but that's, that's the point that the, these conversations or the phone calls are the calls where you're like, no, yeah. everyone's royalty checks were down or no one's exactly. getting projects. And exactly. And that yeah. is to get out of that, like, and you'll feel a little less, you feel a little bit less alone yeah, when you, less when alone. you realize like, I've been feeling burnout, but everybody else is still in quite yeah. the same. Exactly. And that's the thing because, because I don't know, these businesses are, they're secular, but they're also very like winding and they're always new they are they to are. just know that someone has the ability to understand that like yes you want to quit today or that it's really hard to just show up and be creative when yeah. it's your job instead of just yes. because you're inspired or yes. when it gets hard and just understand that somebody just gets it they just get yeah. it and it doesn't mean that they're quitting either and it's not a complain fest it's just an acknowledgement so social media for me has been hard and I think that's one of the reasons I just feel like truthfully like your social media it like social media it's okay for that to be polished it really is it's how you're presenting yourself to the world but Uh there's an interesting thing that I think you've been able to achieve which is that you you're polished but you're also unpolished but it all just feels like you which is a whole other level, in my opinion, of mm. like showing up in like I, those spaces. So, right. I try to show up like not in my Afro and pajamas, but I do, <laughs> but I do try to show up in my daily environment. Yeah. And I try to like, this is just me. It yeah. is like that. Did you see a marble behind my painting? Yeah, it is. It is my, <laughs> it is my countertop, my friend, you know, and I just, made a decision that the people that are welcome to receive that they will be there right and they will connect it to the story and then the things that we have to offer as people but yeah there is a lot of there is a side of this job that no one talks about that is really hard and I would say one of the one of them is that it's a very lonely too you because you are at home, working from home, doing everything from home. Sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, like when can I talk to somebody? You know, and then you talk to your friends right. that they have no idea what it's like because they think that you just live this glorious life of like 
I don't know, painting all day and just. Well, I will tell you, and this is a long time ago, but I, I have the same reaction, but I remember going to a birthday party when Santa was little and I had a mom say to me, wow, that must just be so relaxing to just sit and paint all day. And I thought, and it was not, I, it's not her fault for saying that, right. but like, it was one of those comments that made your blood just boil. And it's because of this impression <laughs> that this is a very relaxing yeah. industry. But like, I mean, one, I can't tell you the last time I actually was painting, like I'm going to be, oh, that wow. has a whole different level of stress in there because it's like, yeah. Now I haven't done it for a little while and I'm going to, but the point is, is painting is every job I do realize is work. Like I don't really think yeah. of that. And there are some days that, yeah, it is awesome. I get in that flow and I can yeah. put on bad television yeah. and paint and sure. all this stuff happens and it's wonderful, but we're going to go with 97% of the time. Yeah. It's other stuff. And even if that's in the actual mechanics of the making. So yeah. it is very funny because you're right. The, the people that get it are the people that are on that same doing it they're they're on the arena like the arena quote that says the people in the arena yes. right <laughs> so i have to say share this with you there was in the midst of my career and as an artist there was one book that i feel like that book completely changed my life okay well i don't read but i'm gonna take it for my audible oh. You don't listen you to podcasts. You know my dirty secret. You know my You don't dirty listen to podcasts. You don't read book. Come no, on. But call. I do. Well, I listen to books. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I am completely like, <laughs> I have my inputs from other places. That's okay. You can listen to audiobook on I this. do. Yeah. That's my, that's so, my deal. So this book is called Real Artists Don't Starve. Ooh, I've actually, that's not on my list. I'm going to add it. The name of the author is Jeff Goins. And when I read the book, I sent him a message, just like I sent it to you. I sent him, I said, Jeff, this is really good. <laughs> he actually became my friend. And uh, well, who doesn't do that? Listen, if you get a Rebecca message, gosh, you're going to be friends with message. you. I'll be like, hey, I thought, I thought you were so nice. <laughs> hey, would you like, uh, are you busy? But anyway, so this book basically talks about how we have to learn how to make things that other people want instead of just making art for ourselves. Oh, I love that. Okay. And talks about, you know, the big artist, Michelangelo is started doing commission work first. Right. And he develops the book on that. And to me, that book was a big eye opening. And I asked this question, what does people want from me? How can I serve them? So a lot of my art that I created, the things that I have made it, it came from what people wanted from me, right? Yeah. And when I started painting, I started painting for my husband's, for my grandma, you know, my husband's grandma. I started painting for her. And I remember for years, I used to say, I paint for grandmas. But it's so funny because um, to have this, Thing, this my it's a mindset as an artist to say okay I have a, a talent that I can make anything but what does the people want from me how can I serve them what is and it's like a totally different process of the artists that say 
oh, I my heart felt like I needed to paint a cosmic moon with a with a with a person waving in the moon, and I felt like really amazing, you know. And I get those portfolios coming to me when they want to work at the studio, and sometimes I'm like, dear Jesus dear artist, this is so scary. What are you sending to us? You know, but it's that mindset that says, okay, if art is going to be my career or job or part-time or hobby, expensive hobby, whatever you want to say or call and ask this question that says, how can I grow myself? And what does people want from me? I think these are valid questions, right? Absolutely. And I also think too, there's this idea of like, you know, everyone's an artist and like everyone can be creative. The difference is not that everyone doesn't have talent and can express the creativity. The real difference that we come up with is do you want those gifts that you have to be your income? And I think that that tends to be a disconnect for a lot of people. And by the way, I don't actually think either side of that coin is the wrong one. I 100% love that you can paint things for yourself. The Mm -hmm. problem comes, and it's not to say that there's not a certain magical moments that you'll find Mm -hmm. the connection between purely serving yourself and having Mm -hmm. that person that loves it too, But I don't personally, that's not actually the side of the coin I've ever landed on. Mm -hmm. So I do notice it quite a bit when you have somebody, when, if you do truly want to be of your own accord, paint Mm -hmm. yourself, you also need to let go of the expectation that you are going to have people meet you to where you are in the process to pay you to do that. And so, like I said, that's the difference between, in my mind, hobbies and Mm -hmm. true art businesses yeah to discount the fact that someone's hobby might turn into an art business but you have to look at the the intentionality of what you're doing right and if you think of it as having gifts which i really like i always say i'm a visual problem solver the whole point of that i also agree we to me it's a service industry Mm -hmm. and like in all the ways that it would be which is to like what is the need how do i serve that or if you do look at it as your gifts, well, then those are meant to be given away and you usually want to give them to someone that wants them. So let's yes, make sure that they don't end up down. They, we don't want to get the, the gift that gets re-gifted, right? So thank you. You know, that's kind yeah. of where it comes down is, you know, it's just understanding where you, and this is like a lot of like getting quiet with yourself stuff, right? Yeah. It's really, where do my passions and all of those things lie. And then how do I make the income? And to me, that's, that's been the like weird thing I've been always searching for since I was like, really like when I was thinking about college and I was always analyzing, well, how, what's that key? What's the secret sauce to have your creativity be at the root of your financial safety? Because that's what it is. We all have to make the financial work. And sometimes I made the financial work by working for other people doing a job that I didn't have anything to do with art. And then sometimes I was able to like get a little bit of art. And so you're figuring it out and you're figuring it out until you you, turn. Right. And sometimes you need a break and sometimes you get really tired and burn out and you need a break out. And one of the things I was thinking as you're speaking about this whole, um, career six you know career choosing careers do I make this for me do I make this for art and everything I do think that that is a healthy place even for 
people to understand like if there's a transition out of something. So example, I got extremely burned out with painting for Etsy. Yeah. So I had to go at a different on-demand companies. I had to, to do that this year because I was like, I need time, a little when more time. When did you start that? When was the, the on, when, yeah, the POD, when did you really start focusing on that? The, the uh, printing on demand? About, I don't know, what, one year, six months? Like ago? recent? Yes. That's what, that's what I'm like, wait a minute, what? What? This is, hold on. No, that's <laughs> so what's just I just wanted to make I was, sure I clarified. Yeah, I was like, this is, is a new impossible. Yeah, is yep, it possible yep, yep. for Rebecca to be a mom, yep, go to football yep. game, pack everything, and lead the company. It's like, I can't just do it all. I can see myself run out, being sick, exhausted. I can do it. And I'm not being efficient. Now, I just, this year, I literally realized what does Rebecca wants to be? And then I realized Rebecca wants to be a storyteller. So I can't, I'm changing the focus of my, I'm changing where I'm going. So now I'm not focused in sell, 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 sell art. I'm, I'm changing to, I have a story to tell. Would you want to hear it? You know, and I'm starting to put it out there. Things that are attached to what I want to do, what my heart is craving to do, because I cannot, I cannot like hurt my our own callings if you feel like it's time to move into that direction you have to trust and be obedient and follow that instinct and say this is what i want to do i wanted to tell stories you know what i mean tell you and this is just because you said this um i so people do that word of the year situation i don't know why but i've never done the word of the year but this year i have done it and my word I got myself a little bracelet so I'd be reminded it's trust because I will tell you that as, as creatives and as you move through this field, whatever that field is, there mm-hmm. is this instinct to, you know, it's something has to shift. And my yeah. complete fear is that I will undo all the things I've done by my attempt wow. of adding something else or changing direction or, you know, and that's, I can't say that that's unfounded though. I do have to say, I think that's a pretty healthy reality that could happen, right. but you have to trust that there, here's the other part of this that I think is more detrimental to me is that if I don't do some of the things, mm. you're going to topple the thing that you built. So you end up undoing it anyway. Wow. And so because of that, that's why I just have to land with this, which is all of my licensing career, blind faith and trust wow. that it's going to work out. Right. So did wow. you have any thoughts of that when you were like, like, first of all, you already feeling the pressure, like it was, you were burning out. And I feel like, I feel like you can feel the seams start to be pulled. Yeah. So did you ever think about that? Like how to, cause you and I did talk a little bit as you were trying to figure this out and this idea mm-hmm. of how you change from the thing that you've built that you understand, but that's also really depleting you right into a different direction. And I did not master this yet. I'm still in transition in so many areas of my life and, um, and working really hard to transition that out. But I do feel that as much as I can give myself a little bit of hope and time towards the things that I feel called to, 
I really believe it's a matter of time yeah. for that thing to reveal itself is working or if I need to change or shift. But I think only when you step to do it, you discover if it's for you or not. You can't yeah. say, you know, make a coloring book. And I can't say, oh, I love making coloring book. Oh, I never, you know, I'm doing one now. Now I'm trying to figure it out. I'll be like, ma'am, I have to learn how to do this layout thing that I never done before. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, and is this really my calling? Let me see if it's my calling. I maybe not do anymore, but it's to find out what you want to do. You have to try to do it. And you have to let other stuff that you've been doing go a little bit. And is that hard for you? Cause that's what I struggle with is like, I don't want to let it go, but at right. the same time, is it helping you overall grow? And that's a, that's a hard place that I feel like I don't know how to navigate. It is it is hard because sometimes it is a challenge about, I sell this thing and make this much money. So I'm going to let yeah. this thing go. I do have to say this, um, our provision, it's never only attached to what you produce. You know, uh, we will receive provision. I really believe that we are going to be okay. Sometimes you're going to have a little bit more than other times, but it also teaches you how to be a good steward. You know, it's almost like you have to learn like when the the cow is doing well, that you put money aside and you just say, I'm going to be a good steward of this money so I can uh, do my dream. Right now, I'm pursuing so many different things. And some of the things, they're nothing to do with art. But I know that's because, the hard one. You think, oh, gosh, should I be doing this? Yes. <laughs> but because I exercise the, mus- the muscle that I really believe that I can do uh, people and negotiations and things like that. Yeah. So with that being said, I am right now understood one thing throughout this last seven years that for you to be highly successful, when I say highly successful, that means like owning buildings and having business open, for you to be highly successful, you need to fund your dream. You you have to have funding your dream. You cannot do anything without funding the dream. So right now I have some dreams of mine that requires funding, right? So I have to be like, okay, how am I going to fund my dream? How can I fund this? And I ask those questions and I am literally, I'm not abandoning myself, but I'm trying to figure out how do I create enough um, like foundation? So when I do open my studio in Florida, how, how do I do this without causing this, this and that and this? How do I do this in a better way? Now that I opened one in Colorado, that I learned what it was like to have a retail location and pay all that money and feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to die today. Like, how do I move forward with the knowledge what you need to do for better ending results? Well, I, one thing I know about you, and it's because I met you in this way, is that whether you put yourself on someone's radar or they come to you, I really do believe that you attract those people that you're meant to have and the situations, because that's, to me, you are such a heart led partner, like business owner, artist, and 
heart led doesn't mean always art. It just means that you're going to get brought to the right people and the right conversations and the right interactions. That is so true, Nicole. That is so true. And this is being a star of my life. I feel like even the fact of like coming to the United States and that was the biggest jump for me because I had an art studio in Brazil when I moved here. So coming here, started, starting as a nanny and then moving from job to job. And I do fully believe that if you work in yourself and becoming who you dream to be, that God, whatever people believe, God, the universe, I believe, I believe that God will bring you the people that are there to be a bridge for you to get to places that you need to be. I believe that. And I believe that when I reach a breakthrough, I didn't just reach that breakthrough for me. I reached that breakthrough for anyone that comes after me that I can teach. And I'll say this, I met this woman on Instagram. Her name is Pam Coxwell. Pam that introduced me to Cherish. And then that's how I ended up, like it was a full circle, like how the whole thing started happening. And Pam was able to be like, Rebecca, I think you're doing this, you is unsustainable. You need to shift this thing. And she would give me direction, literally as a mentor. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, Pam, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay, thank you so much. And I feel like every knowledge that we have at some point is not just for ourselves. It's for the people that are coming behind us after us that says, wait a second, should I really do this? Yeah. You know, and then we're going to be able to be able to say yes or no. Here's some things that you learn. And this is what our license does to you. You know, you have so much knowledge, right? That you know the ins and outs because you see it all, right? So you probably fall in all the holes. (laughs) (laughs) You master, you were able to master that area. You master this, this area. So I think this is not just for you. This is for you and for your daughter and for your next, like, for the next people that are coming to you and you become this mentor uh, and people don't have to go through so many bumps and roads that you had to go through. And I think this is one of the amazing things that we got to see as we grow. We do. And I, I will tell you, and I think this is exactly what you're saying is I have, I've always said this. I have found not because I was looking, but mentors find you along your path. And I yeah. think that that idea that that spark, as much as they spark things for you, I think that they see a lot of their spark, like of them in, in you in that part of where you are. And so Mm -hmm. it's, I, you're right. And that's where I really have been thinking a lot more about this is as you are moving through that path, eventually you do hit the point where it's time to pass it back. Mm -hmm. And I think that, or, or pay it forward or however you want to do, because I always say every little bit of information I've ever learned, I actually, it wasn't through a class. It wasn't through, wow. you know, it's instruction. Life. It was because of conversations or for someone pointing me in the right direction. And yeah. so to be able to do that in some, some, whatever capacity I'm able to do that mm-hmm. in the small ways. And I, I think for me, it is a little bit more organic and it's mm-hmm. just like, as people come across my path or as I interact or as I like mm-hmm. little things, but like I said, this whole weird 
podcast of listening to this stuff is how I got started. And wouldn't that be cool if somebody else got started while they're at their day job working for somebody else, Yeah, the dream that they're trying to do. And they say, I have no one, I don't have my creative community. That was me. And now I have a community community and it feels like I need to share that with someone who might not. And you know, so I'm, here's the thing. This is very special. I can apparently butt dial you without meaning to and get this little burst of Rebecca wisdom in my life, but Mm -hmm. it feels like it needs to be shared with more people. So thank you for coming and doing this with me today. And I'm so glad I got to share a little bit of you because if you, and I will put your links for everybody, you need to follow Rebecca because you will fall in love with her within five Mm -hmm. reels. I promise you. listen let me just say thank you so much for having me you made me feel gold and uh, I love you so much and I'm so glad I am so glad you're doing this well you are part of my you are part of my catalyst so just so you know you have become part of my story wherever this ends up but um either way I'm (laughs) so glad we got to do this and we're gonna chat again soon All right. Thank you. I'm so glad you were able to join for today's chat. If you have a friend that you think would also enjoy some industry chatter and conversations about surface design, art licensing, as well as hearing from other creative business owners, please share this with them. At the end of the day, creativity, it takes community. I'm Nicole Tamron, and I look forward to reconnecting with you soon.